Drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? It is Wednesday. I'm your host, Derek Oakry, here on the show. We got a very interesting game to talk about. We might talk about it in an interesting way, but we got the man here on the show. I mean, this guy comes on, love talking ball with him. He's always got great stats, great opinions, good takes. I mean... Before I even introduce him, I mean, the guy's on Sports Illustrated All Alliance, writing articles. He's on X's and Bros, both the podcast, the radio show. You know what it is. Bro. Little sound drop there for it. I mean, you can find this guy on the huge radio show. I mean, this guy's out there talking NFL draft all day, every day. This guy's a Twitter statistical marvel and i don't know if that's because the stats he's dropping all day or that's because the stat of him having twenty thousand plus followers on twitter but he knows the lions he loves the lions and he comes on here and talks it up and i try to serve him detroit kool-aid logan lamarandir is back on the show logan how you doing this week doing good <laughs> what an intro Man, I, 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 I had a little something for you and logan we don't mess around here on the pod so we could promote all your stuff more we'll do that we're gonna talk lines but again as you know like we could just get on here and bumble through the game and talk about everything that everyone everyone already saw what, what fun is that i mean i, I thought we'd do this what I do here on the show is I, I kind of rant and rave. I try to entertain. I talk crazy. I say crazy things to entertain the folks out there and to serve up that wonderful, delicious tasting Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in. <laughs> but you, my friend, I mean, you come on the show. You've got stats. You're very rational. You usually go 50-50, tell me one way, and then you say, but it could be the other way as well. But you serve up great knowledge. So what I thought we might do today is let me do my rants, but then let you come back with your rational takes to kind of talk me off the ledge, to tell the people why it's going to be okay, or maybe give a different perspective. Do you think you can let me rant, and maybe you can be rational as you always are here on the show? Can we do that today and talk about the Steeler game? That sounds pretty easy, so I just have to be my normal self. <laughs> yes, and I'll be my normal self, which is crazy because, Logan, I got things to rant about today. I mean, I, I let's just get going. You wanted to get into this right now? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> let's get into my first rant. Jared Goff can't throw. 
It's like a prerequisite for being a quarterback <laughs> is being able to throw the football. This guy can't throw a spiral to save his life. Logan, when I was young, my mom took me out to throw the football. It was a Nerf football. I threw such a tight spiral, I broke her hand one time. Uh, Jared Goff couldn't break an egg if he threw it against a brick wall the way he's throwing. I mean, he tried to throw a, f- a deep ball. The ball was 10 yards short, and when you go back and look, it's a 35 to 40-yard pass. I mean, this guy's in accurate on short balls, maybe one to two yards past the line of scrimmage. He's throwing balls in the ground. Oh, my oblique. Oh, this. Oh, that. Jared Goff can't throw. He's a quarterback in the National Football League, and I can't figure out why. It's a problem. It's a big problem. Logan, give me a rational opinion on why this is happening. (laughs) Well, you know, I do agree with you a little bit there that it's been a struggle this year and it's, it seems like he's got progressively worse, which is the disappointing part. He hasn't gotten any better, but I, I think we always knew that struggles were there. And there's a reason that the Rams were like, Hey, here's our uh, former first overall quarterback and a couple first round draft picks from Matthew Stafford. I think that right there probably should have been the telltale sign that this guy's got some, some issues and it's his accuracy that, we thought he had uh, because he's always been pretty accurate, but it just really hasn't been there this year. He's had a lot of passes that haven't looked good. And that, that the deep ball is just non-existent, which is horrible. And the receivers don't help him any, but at the same time, it's just like the, the three yard check downs on third and seven. And even last week, the Lions were just like, Hey, we're not even going to pass the ball on third and long. We'll just run it and see what happens because we feel like we have a better chance. So that's a major indictment on uh, just, I guess the coaching staff, uh, well, Dan Campbell probably specifically as he was calling the plays, but just what they think in Jared Goff is, yeah, it's getting pretty ugly out there. He can't throw. (laughs) He needs to learn how to throw quickly by this Cleveland game or it's going to be problems. I mean, I think if you ask Brad Holmes in an honest moment right now, about his big take and his whole, you got to go get Jared Goff. Oh, I love Jared Goff. Bring Jared Goff here and fix him in Detroit. He might tell you this. It was a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jared Goff, go to, like, throwing school and learn how to throw a football with a spiral accurately to someone, <laughs> preferably on the Detroit Lions. All right, there's there's my fir- first rant, Logan. I, I'm, I'm nowhere near done. Let's get into the second one. T.J. Hawkinson. Like, this guy, he's non-existent. We took this guy in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Everyone's whooping him. Oh, he's the best tight. He's one of the top five tight ends of the league. Does this, he does that. You, you know what he was this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers? A goose egg, a double goose, no receptions, no yards, one target, two penalties. TJ Hawkinson hasn't done much in a while. I mean, he's too busy working on his moustache. Maybe he's got a beard. Maybe he hasn't cut his hair in a couple years. Go out there and be like your boy George. Be like Travis. Be like these other ballers that you hang out with in Nashville or wherever you're at. And play tight end like, like a real ball player and actually make catches. Turn the ball upfield, maybe score a touchdown or two. I mean, this is weeks and weeks where this guy gets no stats, no tar. Like, even when he gets stats, they're always late in the game, don't matter, no no big plays. I see no ceiling from T.J. 
Hawkinson, and it's driving me crazy over here. I mean, he gets so much love. Everyone says he's the best receiver on the team. We can't get him the football? He can't make a catch? He can't put up any stats in a horrible game? I mean, come on. you got to be better than that 88. We need more, and we need more now from Mr. Hawkinson. Give me a rational thought of why he's incredible and why yeah. I'm missing it. Well, he hasn't been incredible, but at the same time, it's you look what teams uh, have to worry about on the outside at receivers, and all teams really have to worry about is Hawkinson, and they can pretty much man up everyone else, and that's all they do. And I think that's kind of, as the year's gone on, you've seen just teams game plan towards Hawkinson and just completely take him out, and it doesn't help that he only gets one target. But <laughs> if you're only getting one target in a game in an extra quarter, basically five quarters of play, like that's, that's not great. I think TJ Hagginson is the type of guy you should be game planning around, but at the same time, I just think defenses are doing the exact same thing and just daring anyone outside of Hawkinson to beat them. And they just don't have the talent to do it. So it's like, well, what are you going to do? But it's, it's been pretty disappointing this season with Hawkinson. You thought he would, uh, that year three where tight ends typically turn the corner. Uh, it's just been, a, it's been tough for him. So I, I'm not down on him yet. If you want to go all the way back and talk about, you know, should the Lions have drafted a tight end in the top 10? I was never really too high on that. Um, and this is the year that Hawkinson really should have started doing something. So it's it's one bad game. It happens. But at the same time, there have been a few stinkers here the last few weeks. And that's not a good look. It's going to need to change. And I think uh, it, it will if he has other talent around him. I, he's not – Obviously, he's not that type of guy who's just going to be able to take over a game all by himself. And I don't know if there's many tight ends that could in this Lions offense where if the defense only have to worry about one player, that's and that's their main concern is taking him away. And that's T.J. Hawkins for the Lions. I don't think there's many tight ends in the league that are going to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of a sucky situation overall for him. Logan, let, let me calm down for a second. Let, let me ask you this. M- Mr. Hawkinson, can, can you name me maybe – Two big, like explosive, dynamic type football plays from this guy, and in, in the time in Detroit, I, I I'd love to know. Uh, week one of his rookie year was exactly was the big one gets, that was uh, his game. The first game was his game. Other than that, it's a bunch of dinks and dunks, a few touchdowns. I mean, I never seen the guy catch a seam ball in my life. He he just he catches these six yard hitches and falls down or runs out of bounds or. That first game against Arizona was the one. Other than that, it's like I'm getting like, again, I, I like the player. I, I always try to stand up for him here on the show. But, I mean, you went down all the reasons why it's it hasn't been good for this game. But it, like you said, it's been two, three, four games of just no production. The other games where people are like, oh, he balled out. What he get, like six grabs for 80 and no tugs? Yeah, that's not going to cut it on a team like this or when you're trying to say how great this guy is. And everyone's like, oh, wait till he gets a bunch of people around. Wait till he has a good quarterback. Wait till all this happens. It's like, how about you just be good right now? How about the team? Not only force feed you, but you make them do that because you just get open all day. And then in the red zone, no one can handle you. It seems like everyone's handling you all the time, every week, and it's got to stop. This guy has to. I, I said I was going to calm down. Like he's, he just has to be better, so much better. And a double goose with two penalties, one that costs us at the end of the game, is it, not going to cut it. 
Yeah, I mean, he did have 10 receptions a couple weeks ago, but again, that was in a blowout loss that didn't mean all that much. But Dink and dunks. Uh, I don't know. It, it might be a little bit of recency bias, too, you know, with the <laughs> zero receptions last game. But it's <laughs> it's not easy to be him. I, I don't blame him, but I do. I will say to, for him to be in that elite tier, he has to be a little bit better running after the catch um, and making more contested catches because I – I would like to see more of that out of him because that's what the elite tight ends do. And to get into that elite category, yeah, he's really got to come down with some more difficult catches and also being just more of a threat with the ball in his hands instead of getting tackled after the first guy gets to him. Very, very rational thoughts, Logan. Very well done. I, I might be overreacting a little bit because he went double, uh, double donuts on me, but... Gosh, this guy's got to play better. Every week I watch Travis Kelsey just walk around on the football field, but nobody can guard him. He runs about 25% speed. He's always open. <laughs> he catches everything. After he catches it, he just runs around people like they're caught in quicksand. I mean, I just want, you know, some modicum of that from Mr. T.J. Pockets. And kind of what you're telling me is Jared Goff can't throw, and that's why TJ Hawkinson absolutely has this every week. No I'm sorry, Mr. Hawkinson, you got that because Goff can't throw. Okay. <laughs> Logan, I got one more for a commercial break. We got a little bit of an intense segment here. I, I, I appreciate you letting me rant. You're 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 talking great to the people. You're you're giving those rational thoughts. Here's my third one. Can we stop talking about the weather? <laughs> I mean, everyone's going on and on about this weather. It was light flurries. It was a little damp. I mean, you're telling me that weather, it wasn't, it was so bad that you couldn't throw. Oh, wait, Jared Goff can't throw. It doesn't matter if you're inside, outside. It doesn't matter if the weather's sunny, rainy, windy, or snowy. He can't throw. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about the weather. I've seen team plays, teams play through just everything a lot worse the Lions played in 15 feet of snow and they were able to push the ball around they weren't sitting there running it like it was the 1940s out there playing football that weather wasn't that bad I don't care if you're outside I don't care if it's rainy I don't care if there's a little snow on the ground you got to be able to play better than that you have to be able to throw better than that and you can't go in turtle shell because it's a little wet out go ahead sir oh the Lions did run the ball well. That was, and also made uh, DeAndre Swift a true bell cow for the first time uh, ever, pretty much. They just relied on him so much. It was good to see. It. And, you know, I've been critical of Swift's running abilities, you know, running through the tackles, but you did see a little bit more break tackle ability. And I like that out of him. But yeah, the weather, you know what you're going to get this time of year, especially, yes, the Lions play in a dome. But this time of year, you're going to start having to deal with weather. And the teams that are built for that typically do the best in the postseason because whenever they run into that type of weather, those are the ones who do the best. That's the ones who are the toughest, the one that can move the lines and control the ball and throw it when they need to. But there's no excuse in the NFL um, for Jared Goff's performance last week. That was just – it was bad. The injury, if it was truly that bad, I don't think he should have really been in. But uh, it's – yeah, I the weather. I maybe you were hearing the more the weather aspect of things a little bit more than I was. I didn't really think <laughs> everyone was talking about that much, but 
Sounds like you thought that was a big deal, huh? <laughs> that that's all sixteen setups again. Oh, it was it was wet. Oh, oh, Dan Campbell. Oh man, the weather was a real reason we had to like dumb it down, or we couldn't do this, we couldn't do that. It wasn't. That's a normal November day in Pittsburgh. Everybody, get, stop whining about the weather and go play and go win. Go win that game. All right, Logan, I kind of lied to you. I said that was the last rant. That's the last rant for the commercial break. We're gonna take a quick pause for our sponsors, and I. Uh, maybe fortunate for the people listening, unfortunate for you. I got a lot more left in the tank for the back half of the show. So <laughs> you think you could put up with me for another segment? Keep going. Keep letting it out. <laughs> All right, everybody, we got to get our great sponsors in here. Please go check them out. We come back. I got more rants and Logan's got more rational, just well calculated thinking here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Like, sometimes when I come back from the break, I'm like, all right, I've calmed down. Like, I haven't calmed down at all. <laughs> I got a lot more rants in me. Logan's got a lot more rational opinions. But before we get rolling, you got to go check out realitysportsonline.com. I've seen some people on Twitter saying, oh, I got to start my own pod. I want to do this. I want to do that. If you want to do it, you got to go to Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Go check them out. That's your way to get you rolling on a pod. You got to be consistent. You got to bring it every week. You got to entertain. That's what we're trying to do here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And Logan's a tremendous guest. And you got to go check out Logan Lamarandier. You got to find him on Twitter. You got to check out his articles. Everything he's putting out there. Please go do that. Logan, you got any comments, any things off the top before I get ranting and raving again? 
No, you've, you've covered it well. I got nothing left. I just want to hear more of these rants here. <laughs> All right. Well, since you want it, I mean, I guess I'll give you, I'll give the people, you got to give the people what they want. And here's the thing. Dan freaking Campbell. He, I mean, this guy's doing all he can, man. This guy, he's pulling out trick plays left, right, and center against the L.A. Rams. This man is crying he's so upset that we continue to lose. This guy ripped the green dot, the, the microphone, from Anthony Lynn and said, forget it, I'm calling plays. I've seen enough. i got to talk to my quarterback. I've, heard, I've seen absolutely enough of this. I mean... Dan Campbell's never done this in his life. He's never been an OC. <laughs> this guy's never called a play. But he's like, I have to fix Jared Goff because nobody else can. Dan Campbell has tried everything. He's tried every speech, every motivating tactic. He's done what he can. He's he's poured his heart out. He's had it ripped out in losses. I mean, I feel like this guy, for just a meat and potatoes football guy, is showing a lot of leadership and a lot of great things, and he can't get the results he wants, which is a W. <laughs> no matter what he does, they can't get over the hump. They can't win. They're out there playing guys that were at the bowling alley last week. They got guys that are just off the scrap heap. They're fighting hard. He's got them all rolling in one direction. He can't get a dub ski, and Dan freaking Campbell is doing everything he freaking can, and I love it. What do you think? Well, well, first off, I do think it's kind of odd that he's calling plays. I feel like it's one of those things where he's like, I'm head coach now. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to call the plays, <laughs> even though I've never done it before. <laughs> so I think that's a little odd. And especially, too, because you know, Anthony Lynn, he hasn't been great. But I, I've actually been somewhat impressed just with uh, creativity and things that he's had. And then, like, when Campbell was calling plays, it was, yeah, definitely seen more meat potatoes. It's like, well, if you wanted Anthony Lynn just to be more bland, it's like, yeah, you can. It, I feel like he should be able to call that game too. So I do think it's a little odd that uh, Dan Campbell, former tight ends coach, now head coach, is also going to be like, hey, I'm an offensive coordinator now too. I don't get it. All right. Well, I kind of teed you up on that one to tee up a, a follow up rant. And that's this. Everybody's going to say what you just said. And here's the thing. Dan Campbell, he's just absolutely had enough of this. He's had enough of that. <laughs> he's tired of it. He wants to win. So he's like, he, you can say he's never called plays. He's never done anything. We tore it up on the ground with Dan Campbell on the headset. I mean, we weren't doing that before. He he literally, this will just tie my whole rant together. Dan freaking Campbell is like, Jared Goff can't throw. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson isn't doing what I need him to do, and he's a tight end. <laughs> so I need him to step up. So what's he going to do? He's going to put himself on the microphone and get in Jared Goff's ear and tell him, to do this. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? Somebody mentality. has to have some guts on this team. And I feel like Dan Campbell's showing leadership. He's not scared. He'll grab the mic. He's never done. It doesn't matter. I'll get it done. He was calm on the headset, said Jared Goff. He did well, I thought. And he's just trying one other gimmick, one other thing, one other tactic to try to get a W. <laughs> it didn't happen, but I like the moxie. I feel like he'll continue to do whatever it takes to try to get his team over the hump. And here's the thing. Here's the other rant. Like, yeah, like, oh, he just, he, he over everyone, he overpowered Anthony Lynn. You don't think Anthony Lynn's not sitting up in the, 
air-conditioned, comfortable skybox, uh, you know, telling them what he can and can't do or, or, or telling them what looks good, what doesn't. He's doing all the things he was doing. He's literally just not saying the play to the quarterback. And every once in a while, now Dan Campbell doesn't have to, like, call up to say, hey, what are you doing? He can just say, no, we're not running that and just run whatever he wants as the head coach. So I absolutely love it. I got no problems with it. I thought it was awesome the way he was just sitting over there with the play sheet calling things. Never done it in his life. I thought it was good. Other than the quarterback can't throw. (laughs) Yeah, he made sure the quarterback didn't throw it deep that game too. But yeah, who knows? You can't. <laughs> it was the weather, right? It was the weather's fault. Oh yeah, that's that's the third thing. So the quarterback, obviously Anthony. Can... Won, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh my god. I mean, obviously, like you said, I think Anthony Lynn is still talking to Dan Campbell, probably plenty, and they can still talk. And now it's just Dan Campbell technically calling the plays, and you know, maybe getting a little extra in there. Probably, I could. I feel like. <laughs> Campbell probably took time to have like words of encouragement for Goff after every play call. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he said like after after his fifteen you know uh, wobbly throws, he just said, "Come on, 16 You've had enough of that. <laughs> throw a spiral for once. So the, his quarterback can't throw. His tight end, which Dan freaking Campbell takes a lot of freaking pride in tight ends, can't make a play. Everyone's bitching about the weather, and Dan Campbell's like, come on, man. I'd play in this all day, every day. I wouldn't even wear my shirt if I could get out there. And, and so he grabbed the headset. He made some calls. I thought it was fun. It was moxie. He's trying to do everything he can. All right. So that, that's my Campbell rant. Can, can we move on? I got more. <laughs> oh, I guess. What do we got next? <laughs> Santoso, the kicker. This guy, are you kidding? We have an NFL kicker oh, here. It's it's bad enough that we have a quarterback that can't throw. <laughs> now we have a kicker that can't kick. <laughs> this guy, his career high is 35 yards. 35 yards. I think local Amor and Deer can go boot it from 40. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's it, this guy missed an extra point. You should be fired and kicked out of the league if you do that, in my opinion. I don't want to hear about the weather. I don't want to hear about anything else. And another reason this guy should have been kicked out way before he put the jersey on. Look at this guy's mustache. It's embarrassing. You can't have a guy look like that that plays on your team. Are you kidding me? I mean, he didn't look like he even wanted to make it. I mean, it's... I don't even know. I mean, it's its almost like... I mean, we play this gimmick on the show. I mean, it's... it. There's got to be a conspiracy there. I mean, this guy walked out like he had something on the line or maybe he didn't even want to be in Detroit. I mean, he he kicked this like, I don't even know. It looked like a four-year-old at soccer practice the way he attacked this football. Like, this thing was never going to be good regardless of the weather, regardless of if he actually had a leg or no mustache. It was never going in. So there's got to be some kind of conspiracy theory with this guy. And my conspiracy theory or the reality is he sucks. He's horrible. So it was just a weak effort on so many levels. And you have to make a 48-yard game winner in marginally bad weather. And this guy didn't even, it wasn't even close. Didn't have a chance. So Santoso, what are they doing? 97-1, chump of the week. The guy's already has his bags packed. He's heading to who knows where to do who knows what. This was an embarrassment to the kicking profession what pat mcafee says for the brand yeah that wasn't for the brand and that doesn't let people know that kickers are people too because santoso i mean i don't know what that was 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was bad, real bad. Uh, that last kick uh, that could have won on the game. It was like right when he kicked it, or like, did he even get it? Like, is it going to go ten feet off the ground? <laughs> it's like not that long of a field goal, and it's like wide right and a good five ten feet short of the uprights and it's not even a swing your leg goal. man and Gosh. santoso actually has a decent leg though that's the annoying part is he has a decent <laughs> leg when he makes contact but the name of the game in the nfl is a kicker is you have to be able to be consistency and obviously santoso just doesn't have that but it it is a little comical every time i see him I, it's hard not to just chuckle at that that stash that he has <laughs> It's too perfect. If I could grow that, I'd probably grow one like that too. Though I'm not gonna lie. What What was worse, the stash or the kick? I mean, I think it's I think it's a tie. <laughs> and, and, and and if the you go back and look at the awesome. picture, keep the stash. No, 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 the kick was horrible. The stash is really <laughs> horrible. And go back and look at a picture of Santoso. You want to talk about horrible? Look at the jersey this dude's wearing. It's like he's got the sleeves going down to his elbows, like like he bought a three sizes too big at Dunham Sports before the game. I mean, just chalk it up. Three <laughs> absolute embarrassments. You're out. You're done, Santoso. You're done. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Did, did I say his mustache and the kick and his jersey were maybe like a tie for the worst? I think I did. So, Logan, here's my last rant. (laughs) Here's my last rant. I can't talk about his jersey all day. I want to talk about a tie. A freaking tie. I mean, this was a (laughs) hard-fought battle. We ran the ball really well, which you very rationally, very calmly, very articulately stated earlier. This was in Pittsburgh in November against one of the storied and, oh, yes, one of the favored NFL franchises in the league. This is one of the worst refs in football that we had out there. I mean, he's one of the worst refs because he loves, he thinks that everyone pays to watch him throw flags. He doesn't realize there's a football game going on. Um, and, and he's just an annoying looking human being. <laughs> this We got a tie and it, we had like 11 yards passing deep into the first half. 11. <laughs> Again, I said you could kick a 40 yarder. I could go out there and throw for 11. I'm pretty sure. We created three turnovers. Finally, I call every week. Okay, if we win the turnover battle, we'll win. And we get turnovers. We might actually win a game. We created three awesome turnovers and you end up with a tie (laughs) a tie that isn't a win it's not a loss it's a tie it's a freaking tie with the two teams had the same amount of points at the end no one won no one lost you can't have ties what is this like this is european football that's where they have ties zero zero nil nil sorry one one this is that kind of garbage this is the national football league we can't have a tie who wants a tie who feels good about a tie at the end oh wait maybe we'll take it because we hadn't had a win all year, and we lost every game. So maybe we'll take a tie. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I was just about to say. I was like, "Hey, I'd take a tie. <laughs> it preserves our draft stock, and it breaks our losing streak." I was pretty happy about it. And honestly, both these teams, I felt like they deserved a tie. Without like neither team, I felt like wanted to win. It was just it was horrible. So 
the ties I do think are kind of ridiculous. And maybe the, the worst part about it is I just hate how it impacts the standings and having to have that extra number at the end of their record. That's like, Oh, eight and one. It's just annoying. Really? That's, I think that's my <laughs> biggest thing about it, but <laughs> it's weird that a game, a football game can end in a tie because it just throws everything off. And that's, again, that's my biggest pain point with the tie. Logan, let's be real. A tie is a Father's Day gift. A tie is something you should do with a knot. A tie isn't something you should do after beating yourself up for five quarters of football in, hold up, wait for it, horrible, just unplayable conditions in Pittsburgh. You can't end in a tie. But, as everyone keeps saying, the silver lining, again, the Lions still need to win football games, but... Towards the end of this game, I literally uttered, man, I'll take a tie at this point. Like, I didn't want one. I think they're stupid, but I wanted one because I was so frustrated towards the end of this game. And of all people, I mean, gosh, this is not a separate rant, but Will Harris (laughs) makes a play to create a fumble when we were dead in the water and Trey Flowers, two bums on this team that haven't made many plays, jumps on it, and we end up getting a tie, saving our bacon multiple times in Pittsburgh, and also not doing what T.J. Hawkinson, the guy that caught no passes, had one target, hasn't done much this year of any impact, says that we got to do, which is take a game. When are you going to take a game? When are you going to sit up there and say, man, we're not going to just boot a field goal. We're going to go for it. We're going to win this. We're going to go and actually make a play, make a catch, run after catch, and win. When's that going to happen, Logan? Soon, I hope. You would think. I mean, not... Not many people thought the Lions would be in this game. And with Ben Ross bringing out, obviously it changes the whole dynamic of everything. But at the same time, even without Roethlisberger, I wasn't betting on the Lions to win. <laughs> so it did surprise me a little bit. They played better than I thought they were. And that seems to be how the year's going, where the Lions play better against the teams you don't really expect them to be in the games for. And then the games like the Bengals, like the Eagles were like, hey, maybe the Lions have a chance. They just get killed. So I've... Every week I, I go into it just with a completely open mind. I'm like, you know what? We'll see what today brings. As long as I'm entertained, I'm happy. And that's what it's been. It's been an entertaining season, despite it being absolutely awful at the same time. All right. Well, Logan, I want to say this, man. I want to say a thank you to you. I, I kind of told you I was going to do a couple of rants here on the show. asked if you'd give your rational thoughts. So you, you got just to be you. I got to just kind of be fun and just go crazy here. Hopefully everybody was, as you just put it, somewhat entertained by those opinions, those takes. Again, it's it's mostly for not only entertainment value, but to make people laugh and not do the same old boring lion show that you hear everywhere else around this town about how horrible they are. Hey, let's start in the first quarter and talk about all the touchdown. I mean, again, we all watch the game, right? So, Logan, I want to say a personal thank you for letting me rant, for letting me go crazy, for letting me uh, stir it up, and for you just being you, man, talking rational, having good opinions, and, uh, and talking ball here on the show. Yeah, you made my life pretty easy. I I just had to be myself, and that's typically what I am. It's tough to break character. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, like I said, a fun, different show. Let's go ahead and get up out of here, but we can't do that before we tell people. Go find L. Lamarandier on Twitter. Go check out your articles. Anything else I missed on some of the plugs I gave you, all the stuff you're doing out there? No, you're doing a better job than I could describe everything, so (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Um, we are going to come back 
and Logan's going to jump back on for the Friday show, and I'm going to be a normal human being. We're going to preview the Cleveland Browns game. We are going to talk some NFL draft, which everybody knows is my favorite, and have fun on that show as well. So everybody, you know what you got to do. It's simply this. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! And check us on Friday, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Okay, everybody, we're out. Drink it in, man.